0: So, today, we're going to continue and actually complete Session 78, Law of One, received February 19, 1982. This is a long session, and uh, there was a lot going on for Carla and the LNL group, Uh, and so the session began with issues of um, psychic greeting or attack, and the difficulties that they were facing and then very long series of questions uh, the link between uh, logoic veiling of consciousness in 3D physical or the the veiling as a principle for soul evolution in this octave and its relation to the formulation of the 22 tarot cards and Don um, insightfully recognized that the the uh, structure of the three cycles of mind, body, spirit, and their seven nodal points, what I call seven nodal points, or Rock calls archetype concept complexes, uh, is is in many ways the topography of the veil in mind that we're working through, or the veil, the experience. Of the work of soul evolution in third density in the post-veiling environment uh, of 3D space-time or octaves with the logoic plan for veiling and how that relates to um, the existence now of what appears to be polarity or experiences polarity which is a post-veiling phenomenon so we're going to go on and uh, swing back um, in the middle of some discussion, uh, 7829, where we start this time, uh, in terms of Don's analysis of archetypes' construction and the veiling and the foundation for soul evolution by logoic design. Uh, and we go in and out between that now and some little discussion uh, of um, first density but going back to the tarot. So let's just start, and uh, hopefully we can complete this session today. 7829, Uh, Don asks, or says, I understand your limitations in answering that. Thank you. And this was Ra's um, analysis of Don asking about if he made mistakes in his formulation of um, the establishment of the veil and the archetypes, and his um, conceptualization of how it was or his summary, was it correct or mistaken? And Ra's talking about that they don't want to judge him and that, um, you know, he needs to look into it further, basically. And Ra's, so he's saying, Do I understand your limitations and understanding in answering that. Thank you. Could you tell me how, in first density, wind and fire teach earth and water? Ra had said this previously, that first density is the, um, the mandala, or the quadratic um, four-fold elements, earth, water, fire, air, which correlates to first four chakras, uh, which correlates to the colors, actually. And um, the higher elements can be said metaphysically to be teaching the lower, the higher being fire, air, the lower, earth, water. And we see the correlation between uh, fire, water, uh, which is uh, three, which is basically two and three, and earth, air, which is one and four. So there's all sorts of relation between chakras, just as there are with these elements. Uh, if we say first chakra, earth, second, water, third, fire, fourth, air, which is uh, the tr- traditional Hindu uh, association of the elements with the, f- the first the first four chakras association of elements. Then there's the 1357 line chakra correspondence harmonic. There's the 246 chakra line or harmonic. There's also the relationship between um, 1 and 4 and 2 and 3, in which uh, the polar opposite, the antipode to Earth first chakra, is air fourth. The antipode to water second chakra is fire third chakra. So there's one, four, and two, three. So healers actually uh, work with this. Some healers work with that. And uh, there, are, there are ways of working uh, psychologically with the psychological qualities of the four elements as applied to the healing of particular chakra blockages, healing the lower by the higher, or four working on one, three working on two, Uh, and the relationships then between uh, one and four and two and three, blockage in the lower equals blockage in the higher, activation of the higher uh, assists healing of the lower. So that's very esoteric. It's a spiritual healing uh, of the um, psychodynamics of the lower triad. Anyway, Ra's answer, 7829, says you may see the air and water and um, for some reason Ra said water but the, the note from LNL is Ra presumably meant fire which is interesting um, how that mistake can happen. Uh, you may see the air and fire of that which is chaos again we're talking about first density as literally illumining illuminating and forming the formless, for earth and water or earth here we now we are talking about earth and water too lower. Earth and water were in the timeless state unformed. As the active principles of fire and air blow and burn incandescently about that which nurtures that which is to come, the water learns to become sea, lake and river, offering the opportunity for viable life. The earth learns to be shaped, thus offering the opportunity for viable life. So, we're talking about forming, formation supporting viability. Viability support by the formation of the previously formless. From formless to formed, or formless to form, uh, conferring and establishing viability for physical evolution or bodies as vehicle for soul evolution or evolution of consciousness. So actually you could go very far with just this one answer 7829 because the the one way to look at human psychology you know um, is uh, through the f- the symbolic filter of uh, element theory an element interaction process element process and interaction so you have body mind spirit uh, you can say that uh, body is very much constituted by the four elements right what what the heck does a body come out if it comes out of gross material molecules molecules that are associated with tissue and bone and muscle and fluids earth and water the bodies of earth and water, but it's a particular formation of earth and water or a form of earth and water formed by the activity uh, of earth, of, of fire and air um, shaping or teaching earth and water. And so chaos or formlessness is associated with, um, chaos associated with formlessness um, is the Primordial state that is that is worked upon by air and fire, and so chaos is associated with unformed, or formless earth and water. Liquidity and solidity. I mean, what are not talking about? Hydrogen and hydrogen. Uh, you know, dihydrogen oxide H two O. So dihydrogen oxide H two O called water, hydrogen and it's many uh friends along the uh elemental table becoming the elements the atomic uh, you know the the periodic table uh for the period of some kalpas um, basically is earth and water uh neutrons protons electrons hydrogen and then it's uh combinations with more you know, nuclei and electrons, Earth and H2O, dihydrogen oxide, They may say, being water. Now that is chaos if it's not formed. And so <clears throat> you have illuminating and forming. So fire um, heats, causes combustion, um, but it also uh, illuminates. So I mean you could just go on and on and on We could just do the next hour on this The four element theory as applied to Psychology and uh, spiritual evolution Or the metaphysics of the four elements Absolutely doable, workable The metaphysics of the four elements Is the metaphysics not only of the first four chakras But the relationship between formless and form And the uh, modifications of form, body form and mind form along the evolutionary path, because the evolutionary path of body evolution, Darwinian, is evolution of form, or body. It's the evolution of earth and water. But there's also the evolution of mind form, or the forms of mind, or the contents and quality of consciousness. And so then, likewise, uh, psychological healing requires uh, forming the formless, or making the unconscious conscious. Likewise, spiritual evolution or the higher evolution of mind requires uh, the organization of mind by wisdom and love uh, to the state of crystallization of of the fourth and fifth chakras becoming the unified blue-green center as the basis for uh, fully opening the door of sixth chakra to further illumine and um, reform reorganize, heal, transform, cross-form, body-mind. Spirit is the transformer of body-mind, as mind is the transformer of body, as faces change, as souls develop a personality. You make your face, likewise you make your mind, likewise you make your mind-body. So, This is moving out of timelessness for first density, timelessness into time, uh, formless to form, unformed to reformed, uh, and fire and air work, fire and air do the work. And so air is like prana or pneuma, spirit, chi or ki, and fire is, um, you know, Heraclitus said fire is the mother of all or conflict is conflict, fire is that which um, keeps eternal cyclicity or eternal change in cycles. So that's conflict, that's polarity. It's actually the polarity of the two tendencies of intelligent energy. So it just goes on and on and on. But in first density, uh, by the activity of fire and its properties and air and their, its properties and the combination, the blowing and the burning, the illumining and the heating and the reshaping and the reforming and the transforming uh, you have nurturing of that which is to come meaning body forms and then eventually mind forms for soul evolution and so water becomes sea lake and river and earth basically becomes the structures in which water um, takes new form on and on there's a 46 second pause between the end of this answer and the beginning of the next don pulls right out of this and goes straight back to the archetypes on the tarot 7830 asks are the seven archetypes for mind uh meaning the seven uh, tarot positions one through seven or one through six yeah one through seven one two three, yeah seven one through seven are the seven archetypes for mind a function of or related to the seven densities that are to be experienced in the octave? And of course that's very common. I mean, seven uh, phases of the three cycles, mind, body, spirit, obviously correlates to seven chakras, seven rays, seven densities, the seven colors of light in the rainbow that forms naturally by uh, the law, the, the physics, the physical laws of light. Rob, But Ross says the relationship is tangential in that no congruency may be seen. So it's not congruent perfect, but it is there. However, the progress through the archetypes has some of the characteristics of the progress through the densities. These relationships may be viewed without being, shall we say, pasted one upon the other. Meaning, uh, there is a tangential relationship between the seven uh, nodal, what I call nodal points, uh, of the three cycles mind body spirit seven tarot cards of each so the seven archetypes of the three cycles are clearly related to the seven densities or seven rays and therefore seven chakras and progress through the seven uh, nodal points or archetypes of each cycle does indeed have characteristics of progress through the densities but not uh, perfectly congruent so but but we would uh, explore the meaning of the seven rays as a, as applied as our you know correlate our understanding of each of the seven rays to each of the seven positions and basically then say 1 8 15 2 9 16 uh, 3 10 17 and so on and look at how those relate to first and second and third ray characteristics 78.31. How about the seven bodily energy centers? Are they related to archetypes in some way? So you have to understand that, that the seven... <laughs> the, this, the, the intrinsic septenate of light, when, when light appears in the sky as a rainbow, that is the intrinsic logoic structuring of intelligent energy that is of a septonate, or an octave, or seven. Okay? That is the basis of the seven densities... That is the seven rays, right? That Those those light frequencies that break to seven visibly is the uh, 3D space-time manifestation uh, as below, so above, in microcosm as the micro, macrocosm of the seven, the, the intrinsic septonate of light, which comes naturally then to the seven rays, or is the seven rays, which then, of course, becomes seven, is of the seven densities, or is by which seven densities are merged and then seven nodal energy centers or energy consciousness centers of an evolving being in those seven dimensional realms. It's the same seven. So seven-fold structure of light equals seven realms for seven-fold beings having progressive experience. So obviously it's related to the seven bodily chakras because they're related to the seven rays. Are they related to archetypes in some way? And Ross says yes. The same may be said of these. It is informative to view the relationships, but stifling to insist upon the limitations of congruency. Recall at all times, if you use this term, meaning time, that the archetypes are a portion of the resources of the mind complex. <clears throat> so the the sept the, the septenary, the seven the three septenaries of uh, the three. Sevenfold cycles of mind, body, spirit, as the archetypes are just a part of the mind in 3D space-time. They're a microcosm of the intrinsic septenary or septinate of light, the sevenfold nature of light, intelligent energy. Um, a microcosm of that as it appears in the deep mind in 3D space-time, and so. In general, this advice is critical, it is helpful, informative, we may inform ourselves or reform mind, reform view, which is understanding, gain a standing under to perceive uh, structure and superstructure, we may form view or reform or improve the form of view or the nature of our view and understanding, to see the relationships between the seven nodal points of each cycle in the archetypes, my body, spirit, and um, their relation to the seven rays, which is, you know, the basis of the seven chakras and seven dimensions. It's important or it's informative to, to consider correlation. But in general, in any undertaking of understanding anything, it is stifling if we insist upon congruency. And so, <clears throat> people say, what's the, what's the answer? Well, there are many answers. What's the cause? What's the reason? There are many reasons and there are many causes to any one manifestation or phenomenon which is an effect of causes, not one. Many causes and, and in many, many consequences. So, one cause has numerous consequences and each consequence comes from numerous causes. So, it's not one, it's many, many. It's not either or, it's both and. It's very important, actually, to have that, that, that um, pivot of mind, pivot of, of um, an, an analytical pivot, <clears throat> to consider that one question has many answers, and one answer comes from many causes or many questions. <laughs> and so any manifestation has numerous, in fact, probably boundless, endless, infinite causes and infinite consequences. So, but yes, archetypes are a portion of the resources of the deep, of the mind complex, and so um, the conscious mind or matrix of mind, seeking to know itself or continue to use catalysts to fashion experience to move to the significator, to, you know, one, two, three, four, five, um, is helpful to view the archetypical uh, progression. Um, of one through seven in the three cycles <coughs> and their relation to the seven rays. Um, and Don expands this, this question of correlation um, relations between the archetypes of uh, the, the threefold septonate or you know the seven stages of the three cycles of the archetypes of evolution of mind, body, spirit and uh, other macrocosmic matters, and says, 7832, then is there any relationship between the archetypes and the planets of our solar system? Yes, I would think. And Ra, (laughs) who knows everything about these things, says, this is not a simple query. Properly, the archetypes have some relationship to the planets. However, this relationship is not one which can be expressed in your language. This, however, has not halted those among your people who have become adepts from attempting to name and describe these relationships. To most purely understand, if we may use this misnomer, the misnomer of understanding, which is a property of fourth density only, the archetypes, (coughs) so to most purely understand, if we may use this misnomer, the archetypes, it is well to view the concepts which make up each archetype and reserve the study of planets and other correspondences for meditation. Okay? So we know that there are three ways of studying the archetypical mind, or the. Um, the. one may say this aspect of the racial mind, which is in common with all human beings in third density space time, under this logos, um, possibly in other solar systems, actually which are also under the same logos, solar logos. So, the Pleiadians and the the Andromedans or the Arcturians or the Syrians, particularly the Pleiadians and the Syrians, having evolved in uh, planets in Pleiadian and um, Syrian star systems, may well have been evolving with the same archetypical basis in third density from third density because... It's the same solar logos that uh, fashioned their laws of light, too. So, <clears throat> there is a symbolic correspondence uh, between archetypes and the symbolism of the planets of this solar system. There is relationship between beings in multiple solar systems evolving under the same logos. That established uh, a particular um, n- a particular archetypical configuration of deep mind, racial mind, I would say, um, in 3D space-time, in their octaves, in the solar systems of that octave. Raw had said that there are three systems for studying archetypical mind, or I, what, what I would call this aspect of racial mind. One is Tarot, two is Tree of Life, three is Astrology. So to correlate, to, to say that these are three systems for studying archetypical mind, uh, we can say that these are three um, presentations of the same, obviously. The same archetypical mind can be understood three ways, therefore each of those means to knowledge, um, <clears throat> they're just three three uh, telescopes but they're basically looking at the same thing. Therefore, the systems have great correspondence. Obviously, astrology and tarot can be correlated, and that's really what he's asking, I'd say. But it's not a relationship that can be expressed in your language, meaning it's, I guess, beyond our concepts, or it's the correlation of archetypical concepts, or concepts of archetypical mind found in astrology and found in tarot, um, but even though it can't be expressed in language, it hasn't halted the adepts from trying to name and describe them. So it can't, it, it, it can't the relationship can't be expressed in your language in language. But adepts, who, who should know better, <laughs> but do it anyway, um, have attempted to name and describe the relationships. Which is basically, again, you could say the relationships between tarot and astrology that's one level of, of what we're talking about here but uh, to more fully understand archetypes um, we have the analytical and the intuitive the uh, rational thought form logical uh, construction uh, cont- you know, con- const- uh, analysis phase and then we have uh, meditation intuitive uh, gestalt apprehension You know, using the so-called left brain, right brain, using the uh, logical, rational, analytical, linear mind or functions of mind, and the intuitive, holistic, non-linear, gestalt, holistic functions of mind to understand uh, both archetypes and the correlation between archetypes and astrology. So again, it gets, you know, we're, this is session 78, right, so... (laughs) <laughs> this is uh where most people are checked out because um it's uh, metaphysical theory metaphysical philosophy beyond metaphysics but the philosophy of metaphysics or um symbolic system correlation of symbolic metaphysical systems. So anyway, um Rosberg's saying um uh, to more fully understand the relations between tarot archetypes and planetary uh, qualities of consciousness or symbolic significance, Uh, one can view the concepts that make up each archetype, meaning look at 1 through 22, and then um, reserve the study of planets and other correspondences for meditation. So Uh, we can do analysis on the on the concepts associated with each archetype or card, and then study astrology and other things in meditation, and seek um, kind of an intuitive grasp or intuitive realization of correspondences by the intuitive approach. 7833, it just seemed, Don says, it just seemed to me that since the planets were an outgrowth of the Logos, And since the archetypical mind was the foundation for the experience, that the planets of the Logos would be in some way related. We'll certainly follow your suggestion. I've been trying to get a foothold into an undistorted doorway, you might say, into the archetypical mind. It seems to me that everything that I have read having to do with the archetypes is, to some degree or, or another, distorted by those who have written and the fact that our language is not really capable of description. You have spoken of the Magician as the basic archetype, and that this was, seems to have been carried through from the previous octave. Could you tell me why the, would this then be the, in order, if there is an order, the first archetypical concept of this Logos that we call the Magician? Um, A little garbled question there. Um, He's... Asking why, why is it or how did it come to be that card one is a magician, which is a conscious mind? Matrix of mind. How did that come to be? Uh, And uh, how did that come to be in relation to the fact that it um, is in many ways, the uh, is a result of the logo, logo, logoic learning from the experience of the previous octave and what was learned in the previous octave, as opposed to what is being learned now in this octave. And that's super esoteric. Ra answered, We would first respond to your confusion as regards the various writings upon the archetypical mind. You may well consider the very informative difference between a thing in itself and its relationships or functions. There is much study of archetype, which is actually the study of functions, relationships. And correspondences. The study of planets, for instance, is an example of archetypes seen as function. However, the archetypes are, first and most profoundly, things in themselves, and the pondering of them and their purest relationships with each other should be the most useful foundation for the study of the archetypical mind. Second paragraph. We now address your query as to the archetype which is the matrix of the mind. As to its name, the name of magician, is understandable when you consider that consciousness is the great foundation, mystery, and revelation which makes this particular density possible. The self-conscious entity is full of the magic of that which is to come. It may be considered first, for the mind is the first of the complexes to be developed by the student of spiritual evolution with no end to the <laughs> the end of the bracket is in the next response 7834 which is strange so we have a bracket in Ra's response that starts meaning a commentary or something added by the group or inferred <coughs> words by something lost on the tape I don't know uh, <laughs> which basically starts in their reply 7834 and complete it 7833 and the bracket or what was added um, is completed in the next reply. So that's interesting. But um, Raw makes first an important distinction between a thing in itself and its relationships or functions. And it's very true that human mind many, many ways understands things or phenomena by its functional activity. This is... Uh, the philo- This is epistemology, the study of knowledge. So, um, the 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 metaphysics of epistemology, or epistemological metaphysics, meaning um, a, a study of multidimensional principles of my body, spirit, evolution, in terms of um, how we may know them, and. Um, the very act of knowing as the basis of soul evolution uh, as um, as a rather complex matter and an analysis of knowing in, a, in and of itself. A metaphysical or basically philosophical analysis of knowing, which is epistemology. And so there's a difference. And, and I think the German philosophy, there's something like Dick Angsuk or some strange German Phrase, which means a thing in and of itself, I believe, <clears throat> and and this is ground covered by um, you know philosophers for centuries, really, epistemology, and the difference between knowing by knowing uh, a thing in S or its essence or thing in itself versus it knowing it by its activity, which is uh, relationships to other things and then its functions, and so archetype seen as function. <clears throat> versus archetype in itself in and of itself or anything we can consider. in general, humans know we know objects or phenomena by their activity. We generally don't know them in and of themselves. And so it's it's we know by manifestation uh, the green leaf. well, it's it's nature, you know, we call it a green leaf based on its shape, its form, its uh, function um, and comparison to, to anything, we call it a green leaf because visually we call it, we, we pick up the color green in relation to the other colors that we are aware of and we call it a leaf because <clears throat> that's its shape um, form and function in relation to any other thing like a branch or, or, or a chicken egg so <laughs> we, but what is it and so the same thing with self. <clears throat> um, self is known mainly by its uh, relations and its activity and its functions. But the self in and of itself, discovering the nature of ahamkara or self-fashioning, the, sel- the, the selfhood fashioned, the fashioned selfhood, what is it? Well, it's a lot more than you think it is. And it's basically <laughs> the sense of identity or presence that that uh, experiences <clears throat> the uh, experiences phenomena of body and mind <laughs> the, so anyway in general our our, our 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 knowledge of anything generally is a knowledge of it based on its activity or functions relations and correspondences likewise with archetypes and so <clears throat> most of what people would be talking about in terms of tarot uh, or archetypes, um, or or um, you know planetary astrology, right? Mars. Mars is what? Well, in general, what what is, how how anything is known is by its activity rather than by its essence, and its nature is not its function, or its function is not the same as its nature. They're just dis- they're distinct. So, <clears throat> Ra's saying um, the study of planets, astrology is an example of archetype seen as function, right? So we weigh three ways of studying archetypes, astrology, study of planets, tarot, and uh, tree of life, Kabbalah. So these are three ways of studying archetypes, but in general, uh, we're looking at uh, correspondences and function rather than a thing or uh, each archetype in and of itself. And so Ra is saying, more properly or truly, um, one should ponder them um, to know them in and of themselves. Things in themselves should be known, and then we may ponder them in their purest relations with each other. But n- knowing the distinction between um, knowing a thing in and of itself versus defining it as its function, that distinction should be known. Then, we have the question of the matrix of mind and magician. Why call that why card one? <coughs> Ra saying the name is um, associated with the, the fact that consciousness, which is the conscious mind, is card one, matrix, the matrix of mind. Consciousness is uh, the great foundation, mystery, and revelation, which makes this particular density possible. I mean, it really makes... Uh, many densities possible, particularly two, three, four, five, six. So, um, in the in the five skanda set of Buddhism, the fifth skanda consciousness, even consciousness, is born of ignorance, said Gautama. So consciousness falls away when avidya falls away. In seventh density, we're we're trans-consciousness, of course. First density is pre-conscious. So, two through six, seems to me are densities in which consciousness, first instinctual, then self-consciousness, then transpersonal, then unitive. Consciousness in all, I would say, is the great foundation, mystery, and revelation. Hindu saying, mind is the revealer. Yeah, mind is apocalypse. Consciousness is apocalypse. But there's a difference between mind and consciousness. You can say consciousness is the function of awareness that uh, constitute, constitutes mind. Anyway, uh, the self-conscious entity, meaning the human, human being, third density, being is self-conscious, second density is not, animals are not, four through six are beings that are self-conscious. Uh, ultimately, what kind of self-conscious, second density, uh, third density, being, human being, Is um, personal self, personally self-conscious. Fourth and fifth density beings could be called transpersonally self-conscious. Sixth density beings could be called unit, unitary self, or the uh, unified self-conscious. Unify, (laughs) unified self, selfly conscious. In seventh density, it's uh, out of consciousness and moving into. Boundless awareness or sentient om- omnipresence, uh, omniscent, omniscient, or um, you know, uh, uh, omniscient, omniscient, omnipresent uh, awareness, and surely beyond identity. So, uh, but the self-conscious entity in third density and up is full of the magic of that which is to come. And so there's the magic of that which is to come, there's also the magic of that which is, um, seen by the development of higher centers, seen by particularly six chakra activation. It, meaning the self-conscious entity, may be considered first, or mind um, is the first of the three cycles, mind, body, spirit in the Tarot, in the 22 cards, the first cycle of seven is mind, for mind is the first of the complexes to be developed by the student of spiritual evolution, or the seeker. And that's why Ra says mind, body, spirit, instead of body, mind, spirit. Because and even this is a very fine point, and it's not quibbling. It's really a very a subtle um, principle being stated by the very ordering of the phrase mind, body, spirit, rather than body, mind, spirit. Because not only is mind the first of the complexes to be developed, but mind is the foundation for the totality of the revelation of spiritual path. The totality of spiritual evolution is a revelation led by mind, by consciousness. And so the revealer of the way, um, the apocalyptic function of God is uh, sentience. Manas. Manas. Manas is the apocalypse uh, of the Logos. Manas meaning um, mental content or vijnana In in Sanskrit it's Vijnana. So, uh, consciousness function, the mind as revealer, is the basis of soul evolution, which is the, the heart of God's desire. You know, the Heavenly Father, the Logoic plan, the cosmic plan, uh, the original desires and entities seek and become one. The nature of that seeking, who is done, which is done by the student of spiritual evolution. The student of spiritual evolution is the seeker, which is all souls, which is the one infinite creator, in, you know, limited, octave form, right? The seven dimensional form, of body mind spirit or mind body spirit, being this totality complex with seven rays, seven bodies. That's the form, the octav- octavic form of the Logos in its apparent spiritual evolution led by uh, Apocalyptikos, uh, Manas or Vizyana, the revealer, the revealing function of consciousness. So it's the foundation. There's no evolution without revealing. And it's the functional um, engine or the functional uh, source being continual seeing and realization, which is revelation, which is apocalypse, which is the path. It's not a path of self-creation, it's a path of self-realization. So, realizing what is, that's Gnosis, not uh, making something new. It's not a fashioning, it's a defashioning of distortion to reveal totality or achieve total realization or total revelation. So, the self-conscious entity <clears throat> is full of magic the magic of that which is to come the magic of that which is the magic of reality that is the basis of uh, all existence and all experience of path and so that's why mind is is given that preeminent position as mind, body, spirit and in the archetypes in, in the, the tarot 22 cards a tool of the adepts in Egyptian times it was used by Ra and Venus as well um, for self-training or adepts' training, it's best to consider mind first. Of course, mind is the capital, <laughs> uh, the, the, the foundational support of the, um, you know, the, um, the 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 cathedral or the temple of uh, evolution of the being in the octave, the being's evolution of mind, body, spirit, uh, the total total seven-dimensional beingness. That appears to be evolving in the octave. That cathedral, that symphony, that uh, sacred space, <laughs> that sacred realm, um, is led by, transformed by, saved by uh, consciousness, by mind. Thus, it's uh, the first to be considered as the heart of seeking in in the work of seeking. Seventy-eight thirty-four. With the archetypes, then that. With the archetypes, then that has been called, the archetype then that has been called the High Priestess, number two, which represents intuition, be properly the second of the archetypes. Uh, the High Priestess uh, is a, the potentiator of mind, card two. Um, it represents ups- intuition, but, but intuition is the function, subconscious is the nature. Ross said, this is correct. You see here the recapitulation of the beginning knowledge of this Logos, that is, matrix and potentiator. The unconscious, or subconscious, or matrix of mind, I'm sorry, potentiator of mind, the unconscious is is indeed what may be poetically described as high priestess, for it is the potentiator of the mind, and as potentiator for the mind, is that principle which potentiates all experience. So, um, yes, archetype 2, or at least tarot card 2, not archetype 2 really, but tarot card 2, called High Priestess, could be called the unconscious or the subconscious. It is the potentiator of mind, while magician is matrix of mind. You can say it represents intuition, but it's much more than that. Uh, The unconscious or subconscious, uh, poetically described as high priestess, um, sacralizes, brings sacredness to conscious mind. The, The consecration of consciousness is done by deep mind or subconscious, or the totality of knowing and the totality of reality as yet unknown. Um, when accessed, when sought with love and diligence and wisdom and brought to consciousness, uh, consecrates the, the mind, consecrates conscious mind. So the mind being conscious and unconscious, or five physical senses and the mind sense, the six senses, the six perceptual spheres being conscious mind, um, by way of the sixth sense, which is certainly associated with sixth chakra, which is very much the um, establishing of access, the accessing of deep mind by conscious mind, the um, union uh, bringing forth the potentiator of mind or potentiating conscious mind itself. The potentiating of conscious mind, not just the intuition, um, but... Transparency, the devailing, unveiling of itself, of the conscious mind. Conscious mind seeking to unveil itself from itself, seeking to be all it is, to be what it is, to be more fully, to be more fully what it is, rather than veiled and self deceived and, and unaware, to make the unconscious conscious, to make the conscious full. With the potentiator of all it is, and all it may be, and all that it may know, or all its functions of knowing, um, that union of uh, conscious and unconscious, or that devailing, or hole in the curtain, or decurtaining, the decurtaining of mind, uh, being potentiation of mind, is the union of <laughs> the the six senses. And um, all that the sixth sense may come to know um, potentiates all experience. <clears throat> so the potentiation of, of matrix of mind, right, the potentiator of mind two, card two, uh, informing the activity uh, of the matrix of mind, card one, magician, um, is not not only potentiation of mind, but it's also potentiation of experience, because mind fashions experience. Experience is the result of mind. Mind is the revealer, and mind <laughs> is the slayer of the real, said the Hindus. Mind is, uh, you know, the, the activity of mind is samskara. Of course, it's fashioning. I mean, conceptualization, naming activity, is... Uh, samskara on, uh, on on overload overload samskara which means fabrications uh, volitional compounds conceivings exocogitations. that is uh, what we call experience so experience is um, a self conceiving is um, objectification conceiving the conceiving of definition the objectification of reality which is dualistic consciousness, which is the hallmark of self-consciousness, which is uh, knowledge of the tree of good and evil, or experience of free will, or veiling. The crystallized entity has no will. crystallized healer has no will. So the experience of free will, which is called confusion, uh, the law of confusion, law of free will, is uh, the potentiation of experience... (laughs) <laughs> that leads to freedom from uh, complication or freedom from distortion when the potentiation is complete, and one um, is also free of fashioning. So anyway, um, potentiation of mind, potentiator of mind, being subconscious, which is really not a thing. It's 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 uh, the totality of the knowable the totality of all that may be known. It's really totality, as I see it. What is the subconscious, right? Is it stuff that I don't know yet? Or is it, um, what is the stuff that I don't know yet? Well, could we say that it's everything from 3D time, space, to 7th density, or the whole rest of the octave that's veiled from us? Yeah, I think so. So, uh, everything that's vibrationally higher... Or metaphysically, dimensionally higher than 3D space-time is knowable in the subconscious, or is of the uh, potentiator of mind. The, the uh, you know the high priestess uh, guards the secrets of totality. But if we drop the poetics, um, that which is on the other side of the veil uh, is infin- infinite totality of creation. And higher dimensional life, and all that is invisible, all that is outside space time. That's the subconscious. And there are levels of that, or different distinctions can be made, like 3D time space, and fourth and fifth and sixth, seventh density life, or reality, or totality of wisdom, or infinite potentials. Um, but that union is the path of evolution (laughs) the union of conscious and all that remains beyond the curtain of a veil uh, that is as yet unknown or unrealized 7835 I will end this session today then for the third archetype would the empress be correct and be related to disciplined meditation and Ross says I perceive a mind complex intention of a query but was aware only of sound vibratory statement please re-question Sounded like a question to me. He repeats 30, 78, 36. I was asking if the third archetype, or tarot card, really was the Empress, and was it correct to say that this archetype had to do with disciplined meditation, um, and not really? Ross said the third archetype may be may broadly be grasped as the catalyst of the mind. Thus, it takes in far more than disciplined meditation. However, it is certainly through this faculty meaning discipline meditation, that catalyst is most efficiently used. The archetype three is perhaps confusedly called the empress, although the intention of this nomer, meaning name, is the understanding that it represents the unconscious or female portion of the mind complex being first, shall we say, used or ennobled by the male or conscious portion of the mind, thus the noble name. And, um... I will bring in 7837 because it's the counterpart to card 3 being card 4, uh, the Emperor. Uh, Don's question is, the fourth archetype seen as called the Emperor seems to, to have to do with the experience of other selves and the green ray energy center with respect to other selves. Is this correct? Um, Ross says, this is perceptive. Uh, the broad name, although this is not thats not the total <laughs> reality of the meaning uh, Ross says 7837, this is perceptive the broad name for archetype 4 may be the experience of the mind in the tarot you find the name of emperor, again this implies nobility, and in this case we may see the suggestion that it is only through the catalyst which has been processed by the potentiated consciousness that experience may ensue thusly is the conscious mind ennobled by the use of the vast resources of the unconscious mind. This instrument's dorsal side grows stiff and the instrument tires. We welcome one more query. This is a long session. She must be tired. Uh, So, archetypes three and four, uh, commonly called empress and emperor, called in this raw system, catalyst of mind and experience of mind um, is basically uh, <clears throat> the uh, experience is the basis for and the nature of experience itself. There's a distinction between within mind. There's a distinction between conscious mind and subconscious. Cards one and two, magician, high priestess, matrix potentiator. Likewise, there is, there's a distinction between uh, ex- a catalyst and experience in terms of the nature of of the mind's experience itself. There is the uh, agent and its experience. The agent may be seen as mind, which uh, has two portions, conscious and unconscious, and the the activity of that mind is actually the fashioning of experience from Catalyst. And how well Catalyst is fashioned or the degree of efficiency of the use of Catalyst, <clears throat> talk about the efficient use of Catalyst being the basis of polarization. So the degree, the relative degree of the efficiency with which mind uses Catalyst to fashion experience is... Um, the measure of uh, one 's skill and um, and quality of of progress along the spiritual path, and so quality of progress along the spiritual path depends on the relative efficiency in the use of catalyst fashioning spirits, which means that how we meet our life um is how well we progress on the path which is how well we continue self-improvement or development of the seven-ray system or the work of positive polarization how well we meet phenomena which could be called catalyst which is of mind and body you see it's of the physical emotional mental spiritual inner and outer it's all personal experience and environmental or relational Internal, external, self-oriented, relationship-based, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, social, all dynamics of life, how well we meet them and, and make choices. What we choose, uh, how well we choose, and what comes to us, and what we bring to us, and how we meet and respond to what comes to us, or what we bring to us, or what arises in mind. All of that is the quality with which is the quality uh, by which we fashion experience from catalyst, and that quality depends on the degree of potentiation of mind, which depends on the activity of the magician or the conscious, conscious mind, a uh, skill in seeking, seeking its wholeness, seeking to know, seeking to understand, seeking green blue indigo activation so if you seek love and understanding by acceptance and uh, a respect for what is and discernment and seeing clearly and knowing truly and speaking honestly and um, not fooling oneself and not staying stuck and not remaining stuck but um, moving through forgiveness to true mind uh, spirit healing and continue on the path, then we'll make uh, more efficient use of catalyst and provide distilled experience for ourselves along the path. And that's a noble process. The nobility of phenomena or catalyst that then is processed by some relative degree of potentiated conscious mind to fashion experience. And so... Uh, catalyst of Mind, card 3, um, is not really disciplined meditation. It's um, phenomenal experience or the nature of, of the raw stuff of life, uh, contact, pasa, in Buddhism, actually. Pasa is a Sanskrit word means contact in the twelvefold nidanas of dependent origination. Uh, that contact, which is of the five senses, five physical senses, and mind contact, is done well or improved by discipline meditation. Uh, Catalyst, through this faculty of discipline meditation, Catalyst is most efficiently used, yes, more efficiently used, yes, but depends on the type of meditation. Of course, so it's not that simple. But um, it's not a great name to call Catalyst of Mind Empress, However, there is a um, there is a gender quality to it of female, where the um, the second card two the uh, magi- the high priestess or potentiator of mind or subconscious unconscious which is the potentiator of mind is akin to cataly- is akin to pre fashioned catalyst. Catalyst is not experience, and what we what we say we're experiencing is not the same as catalyst. Meaning, um, I'm sitting here talking to you. Now you can say that that's the catalyst. I'm sitting talking, but actually that's already my interpretation of contact, the the kinesthesia the 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 kinetic contact of what appears to be a body. Uh, having certain sensations, sitting on a bed with a mouth, making certain motion and sounds coming out that the mind's interpreting into words in a sit, in a configuration that the mind interprets as me talking to you, that's already experience. And catalyst is one step before that, <laughs> pre-fashioning. And so catalyst, it is worked upon in the same way that the subconscious is worked upon or sought out by the seeking conscious mind. And so there's the male that that lusts and lunges and longs for and and moves out for to to grasp or to to penetrate, to enter. And there's the female um, quality of mind or energy or phenomena which is receiving. So that which Thrusts out, and that which receives the thrust, right? The plug in the socket, and so the the conscious mind plugs into the unconscious to the degree that we sincerely seek, and um, that relative, more or less plugged-in conscious mind, uh, fashions a receptive catalyst or pure contact actually, what that is 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 really pre-conceptual, it's actually not even conceptual, but uh, raw, unformed catalyst, or pasa I would say in Buddhism, meaning uh, five uh, perception, basically, perception before conception. Um, So we can say the catalyst of mind is very similar to um, the spheres of, of perceptual contact and the nature of such perceptional contact or percep- perception perceptual contact five physical senses and one mind sense that those, those spheres of perception in some sense are akin to catalyst they are um, pre-fashioned it, it is what the mind interprets in the ways that the mind distills efficient relative degree of efficiency <laughs> in, of polarization or use of catalyst to make experience very subtle but in some way catalyst then like subconscious mind or um, potentiator mind is acted upon by the relatively plugged in conscious mind that then fashions experience or, or the experience of mind uh, or emperor which is, again, (laughs) you know, you you would say that that's nobility, but humans are not very noble. (laughs) 3D repeaters ain't noble, baby. (laughs) 3D repeaters. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And so they call themselves emperor and empress, but they don't even know who they are. They can't even look in the mirror. Try looking in the mirror, Asian. So, (laughs) humans imply uh, and impute self-nobility, But in some sense, this is much more, much deeper than human uh, title, human titular pride. We're talking about the very uh, establishment of of uniquely fashioned uh, interpretation of contact or phenomenal perception by some relatively awakened mind, relatively more or less plugged in, or plugging itself in to the totality of knowing. Or being potentiated by um, High Priestess, the unconscious, what's on the other side of the veil, um, fashioning uh, experience in useful ways for self and other on the path, on, on either polarity path. And so, Ra is saying that it is only through the catalyst which has been processed by the potentiated consciousness that experience may ensue. So first we have consciousness, then it's potentiator, and it's uh, possible self-potentiation becoming potentiated consciousness. That then um, works with catalyst to uh, generate experience, which is samskara, which is illusory, which is sunya and anichanata, but it's the way out of avidya. Thusly is the conscious mind ennobled by the vast uh, use of the vast resources of the unconscious mind. And that's, uh, you know, misogyny. Uh, human, earth human 3D soul's disdain of the female. It's very old and ugly here. Um, it's a disrespect for the deeper mind. Is a dif- disrespect for the true self. It's a disrespect for soul. So John Lennon said, woman is the nigger of the world, John Lennon said. And I repeat it. Um, humans uh, earth these these Terran repeaters have the same disregard of female and woman as as all oppressed groups and it's self oppression and it's a hatred of the inner child and it's the it's the disdain and disrespect of of vast resources available to themselves they they are at war with themselves why do you think why else is it that they war with each other they war with each other because they're at war with themselves Why? Because they can't love themselves. Why? Because um, they're afraid of pain? They were unloved by parents? So, but um, the vast resources of the unconscious mind, it's not just vast, it's infinite. The infinite resources of unconscious mind, or the infinity of what is beyond the veil, which includes um, infinite functions of mind, infinitely vast powers of mind, endless cities, I mean, Gautama was infinite, Nityananda was infinite, seems to me. Um, And so, what lies on the other side of the veil is totality, it's infinity, it's the Logos, Uh, and the kingdom of heaven is within. But it's within the deeper mind, um, which requires the conscious mind to submit to the feminine, (laughs) to surrender to that which is greater that is a is a masculine manly heroic act but it, it's profoundly respectful of of the feminine uh, or of the receptive the the realization that that yang depends on yin and um uh the plug is useless without a socket uh or the 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 lusting not really lusting but lunging forward the the movement forward Is useless if there's nothing to move forward towards or into joining action is useless if there's nothing there um, to 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 become one with and so the profound dependency of the um, of the kinetic upon the potential of the active upon the resources of totality that it may surrender to become one with and join with this is a real uh res- worship of the feminine which is the worship of all that is beyond the conscious mind and it's not worship but it's really profound respect and uh 3D repeaters don't don't get it so thusly is the conscious mind ennobled by the vast use of the resource the use of the vast resources of the unconscious mind so this is the progression. Matrix of mind, potentiator of mind, becoming a relatively potentiated mind. Contact, or a catalyst of mind, or the raw stuff of, exper- of, of life, uh, of, of mind contact, physical and mental, spiritual, then by its relative degree of skill or potentiation or quality of spiritual seeking, the fashioning of catalyst to experience, the fashioning of experience from catalyst. And that leads to Significator. Finally, 78.38, then we're going to call it a day. Don says, I would like to ask the reason for this session having been longer than most previous sessions, and also if there's anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or improve the contact. And Ra explains, Don didn't know why it was going on so long. Ra said, this instrument was given far more than the, shall we say, usual amount of transferred energy. There is a limit to the amount of energy of this type which may, with safety, be used when the instrument is, itself, without physical reserves. This is inevitably due to the various distortions, such as we mentioned previously in this working, having to do with growing dorsal discomfort. The alignments are fastidious. We appreciate your conscientiousness. In order to enhance the comfort of the instrument, it might be suggested that careful manipulation of the dorsal area be accomplished before a working. It is also suggested that due to the attempt at psychic attack, this instrument will require warmth along the right side of the physical complex. There has been some infringement, but it should not be long-lasting. It is, however, well to swaddle this instrument sufficiently to ward off any manifestation of this cold and physical form. I am Ra. I leave you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, merrily rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator, Adonai. So, uh, that concludes session 78. So she had more than the usual amount of transferred energy, but um, it's there's a danger. There's a limit to how much transferred energy. And that may have been by sexual means, sexual union. It may have been by the exercise of the fire or some other ritual they were doing, whatever, or exercise or rest. But it was transferred. So there's a limit to that kind of and en- the amount of that much energy can be um, used there's probably a limit to how much can be transferred when a person or in this case carla was without physical reserve so you can't endlessly ginseng up your your immune system and um you know go from average to superman um <laughs> right away and so there's little by little the tonification or strengthening of of one's energy levels Um, And so she had back pain. They recommended some massage, it seems. Uh, There was continuing psychic attack, but it wasn't expected to be long-lasting. So at this point, you see uh, there were troubles, but even so late in the game, session 78, they had such a long session. And so such a long session here after 78 77 previous ones means that um, they were very solid uh, metaphysically based uh, founded at this point Uh, yet uh, 30 sessions later it was all over and so things changed finally um, they said it's better to swaddle her meaning to bind her with clothing to keep her covered you know, tucked in nicely comfy, warm bed um, to stay warm. And that's actually uh, a very important matter with psychic attack, is it it often decreases temperature and energy levels. And so keeping warm and energy up uh, can help. Even a hot bath can help um, in some cases with psychic attack. Depends, depends. It's all unique. Next time we go to session 79. 79 uh, (laughs) is even longer than session 78. 44 exchanges. So you can see that they, she had a lot of transferred energy and things were pretty solid. Uh, there was psychic attack ongoing but um, they were handling it very well. And in this session 79 uh, we see, see more uh, discussion about how things were before the veil and more discussion of tarot and cosmology mainly. So <clears throat> we're get we're right in the tarot now. We're halfway through <laughs> the first cycle of mind. Uh anyway, I hope this has been helpful. Um I hope seven seven seventy-eight uh you can see that we're we're wading into the deep end of the pool here. Uh we're getting out into the ocean. Um deep mind potentiation. So thank you for being here. Please take good care of yourselves and enjoy as you can. See you next time, and good night.